Welcome to Engineering Misjudgment with me, Shannon. I have a degree in chemical engineering and work as a risk consultant engineer. Eventually, I will tell you more about me, but today is not that day. Today, our topic is the Chemical Safety Board. So let's get to it. So I thought it would be a good idea to talk about some of the organizations I've mentioned in cases I have talked about and ones I'll talk about in the future. I'm calling these episodes and episodes like it Alphabet Soup, so y'all know the difference in between this and a longer case episode. I'll probably do these with minimal editing, so please, if something sounds weird, let me know. Many of these groups I was introduced to through University of Work, so I kind of throw around their acronyms and don't always go in depth, but I think it's important to take a closer look at their origins. So the Chemical Safety Board. The Chemical Safety Board's full official name is the U.S. Chemical Safety and Hazard Investigation Board. Normally, everyone just calls it the CSB, and the CSB is headquartered in Washington, D.C. The Clean Air Act Amendment of 1990 authorized the U.S. CSB, and the CSB began operation in 1998. The original Clean Air Act was passed in 1963, but there were major amendments made in 1970 and 1990. The 1970 amendment provided real federal power for air pollution control. And the 1990 amendment, according to the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency, better known as the EPA, says, specifically, the amendments were designed to curb four major threats to the environment and to the health of millions of Americans. Those threats include acid rain, urban air pollution, toxic air emissions, and stratospheric ozone depletion. The amendments also establish a national operating permits program to make the law more workable and strengthen enforcement to help ensure better compliance with the act. According to the CSB, the legislative history states, the principal role of the new Chemical Safety Board is to investigate accidents to determine the conditions and circumstances which led up to the events and to identify the cause or causes so that similar events may be prevented. Through this, the CSB is an independent federal agency that is non-regulatory. So the non-regulatory is important because recommendations are just that, recommendations, but they can impact the reputation of an organization. The CSB's mission is to drive chemical safety change through independent investigations to provide people, to protect people and the environment. The CSB's vision is a nation safe from chemical disasters, which I think is a fantastic vision. I think it gets straight to the point and is honestly better than the mission statement, but just my opinion. The CSB members are appointed by the president and confirmed by the Senate. Um, And the CSB is supposed to have five board members. And currently there is just the chairman and CEO, Dr. Catherine Lemos. I apologize if I'm pronouncing that wrong. 
um, Catherine Lemos as the main member. So they only have one. So that's correct. They only have one board member in the CSB's directory. There is info for the CEO slash chairwoman, um, Stephen Kleist, who is not on the board, but is the executive director of investigation and recommendation. And Shauna Lawhorn as the director of equal employment opportunity. And Lawhorn doesn't even have a bio. There's also no job openings, which I assume like for a board, there wouldn't be active job openings. That would just be something you would be honored with. Like there are people within the current administration just like actively looking for people to put on this board that are qualified. But like it's very concerning to me that there's only one job opening. And that's not because I want to apply, but it's just because I feel like they're very much understaffed. Um, Dr. Lemos, which is the CEO chair person, was confirmed in April 2020. And previously, um, Lemos was the director for a Northam Grumman Corporation aerospace sector. Um, she was also a technical leader and program manager in aircraft certification and aviation safety at the Federal Aviation Administration, better known as the um, FAA. Lemos also worked for the National Transportation Safety Board as a senior human performance investigator in aviation safety, as well as a special assistant to vice chairman of the board. The CSB investigative staff includes chemical and mechanical engineers, industrial safety experts, and other specialists with experience in the private and public sector, and many investigators have years of chemical industry experience. I wasn't able to find any type of information on any of their investigative staff other than the executive director, um, so I would be really interested to see kind of where those investigators previously worked if they're from the private sector um because again that could have influences on the recommendations that are made and a lot of the things that the csb come out with so the day-to-day -day work is done by the board's professional staff which includes the engineer safety specialties special specialists and attorneys the CSB team normally goes to the site and conducts interviews of the incident's witnesses. Investigators collect samples and send them to independent labs for testing, um, and all the company records are looked through. The investigators look through everything over months and more realistically years and talk to the board. Then, draft key findings root causes and recommendations. That draft goes to the board for consideration. There's also investigation on general chemical things, even though, even if there's no event, they do things to make recommendations to give to um, OSHA and the EPA, which are regulatory bodies. So I'm not convinced that more than 10 people work full-time at this agency and that is a shame vox reports that they have nine investigators and 40 staff total that's just way too little to investigate all the shit that goes down in the u.s chemical industry previously the csb has received 12 million dollars in 2020 
and they requested around $13 million for the 2021 budget. That's such a small amount. How do they travel to sites? How do they get paid a livable wage? How do they have the tools to do their job? I have so many questions. There are a number of disasters the CSB hasn't gotten to investigating because the agency is too small and underfunded. I feel like I need to make a public disclaimer that I do work for a company that investigates losses, but I do believe there should be an independent government organization controlled by elected officials to explain to the public what happened. My company and others investigate losses at facilities that are associated with their specific business goals. Many times, the facilities with high risk aren't associated with organizations that are going to do the best loss investigations. So that emphasizes the importance of the CSB to me. Currently, the board cannot vet the investigators' findings because they don't have a quorum or enough people on the board to approve the findings. In 2020, Vox reports that there were 13 final reports that could not be released. From what I could tell on the current investigations page for the CSB website, there are about 18 open investigations with no final reports, and the oldest of those recommendations dates back to 2016. So that's pretty old. Um, generally not staffing the CSB is a worker safety issue. Manufacturing the U.S. is not just a photo op for politicians. You can't go to sites in your little hard hat and then not give the CSB what it needs to run. The CSB is critical to labor unions, so you can't be the most pro-union president if you don't staff the CSB. So OSHA, which I'll talk about in a later Alphabet Soup episode, do investigations on some of the same events as the CSB, but they are regulators and sometimes they don't have the resources to go as in depth. CSB recommendations, again, are just that recommendations, but they are very influential in changing public policy. Right now, the CSB is doing work and pretty good work but the final things are not getting approved because there's effectively no board even though the csb is not doing great right now for historical chemical accidents the csb reports are a great place to start and i will continue to go to the csb i do trust kind of the information that they have but One thing I also will say is I'm not really excited to see that the current chairperson and CEO and the leader of investigations came from the National Transportation Safety Board, which is similar to the CSB and how it operates, but it's for a different sector. Like I would I personally would love to see someone from the chemical industry do that work for the CSB. And there's got to be some people out there who are willing to do it. I mean, I'm thinking about people who are maybe like past retirement age at their company because some companies do have that. Like at 65 years old, you have to go ahead and retire or be put in a more like consulting role um, or contractor role. So I just I don't understand where they're having issues finding people to staff this board. 
and it's critical that it is staff so these investigations can at least get final review recommendations on the record. Because right now, for the ones that are open, they have a summary of what is happening at the site, but they don't have the final recommendations in their full, you know, kind of report that they would have for something like Three Mile Island or Imperial Sugar. I am very worried about this, but, you know, it is what it is. And I'll use it as a first source for chemical stuff. But finding other stories is kind of going to be the main way I do the rest of the podcast episodes. So I wish I could promise a longer episode next week, but I don't know. I'm working on a couple of different topics. I want to bring y'all the best info. So I'm taking my time. In the meantime, I hope to post more episodes like this. So let me know if you like them. So that's all I have for y'all about the Chemical Safety Board. You can always find more information about them on their website. And I try to make sure I link uh, sources to them when I have them. Make sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss any episodes. You can find the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at ENG underscore misjudgment for photos and send a DM if you have any questions, comments, or concerns. Thanks so much for listening. Dumb Spiro Sparrow. Bye.